Nickelodeon fans, Captain Eric here, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History, where we are covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended their runs during the times of August 29th to September 4th. And this week, we are starting at two years ago on September 2nd, 2019, the show Middle School Moguls premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Gina and Janae Heitkamp, the show ran for one season and four episodes. Three years ago, on September 2nd, 2018, Star Falls finished its run on Nickelodeon. The show was created by George Doty IV. Oh, wow. The fourth. And ran for one season of 20 episodes. Four years ago, on September 4th, 2017, I Am Frankie premiered on Nickelodeon. The show was created by Marcella Citerio and ran for two seasons of 40 episodes. Fourteen years ago, on August 31st, 2007, Tack and the Power of Juju premiered on Nickelodeon. The show was developed by Nick Jennings, Jed Springer, and Mitch Watson and is based off of the 2003 THQ-published video game of the same name, Tack and the Power of Juju. As far as I know, it's the first time that Nickelodeon, using their branding, had an original video game character. Tack was released in 2003, four years before this show even premiered on television, and was actually a modest success. It was a platformer that was released on the GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Game Boy Advance, sold well enough to get a sequel, Tack 2, The Staff of Dreams, and then even had a third game and a fourth game. He had a bunch of video game appearances. His video game lineage was sound, but... Uh, I thought it was brilliant to take that idea and then make a show out of it. And I was honestly shocked that it took as long as it did when the video game came out. And I was smart enough to know that there was no such tack in the power of Juju show. I just assumed, okay, a show is incoming. You know, Jimmy Neutron got a movie first and then got a show fairly soon after. So I imagine with this video game, we will get a tack in the power of Juju TV show. And then tack two came out and I said, great, we got a sequel. A TV show is inevitable at this point. And then it took even longer to get a TV show. Um, this was a, the first CGI show that was directly overseen by Nickelodeon Animation. Uh, all other CGI shows that Nickelodeon had were done with another studio making the animation. But this was the first time that Nickelodeon did it in-house. Um, it ran for a whopping one season and 26 episodes. It, it really did not fare well. Um, and, I, and honestly, I think it was just the timing. By the time that this game, the TV show came out, the game was just kind of already in the past. Like people have moved on from that series. I think if this TV show had debuted alongside the game, that would have been really smart. And that could have worked out kind of in the way that Sonic Boom did it. Sonic Boom, as a spinoff to the Sonic the Hedgehog series, pretty much had a video game and TV show premiere as a, at, at the same time to kind of help 
you know, synergy, promote each other and whatnot. Like the TV show, buy the game. You like the game, watch the TV show. Um, I think that would have been incredibly smart for Nickelodeon to have, but I don't know, you know, not without looking through the past, who knows what, what stopped it, what stalled it from happening earlier, but... Uh, I I actually enjoy a decent amount of Tack and the Power of Juju. I'm not going to lie. There there was at least one or two episodes I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, at least I'll tell you this. The one thing is the video game is an absolute great time. If you get Tack and the Power of Juju, it is a wonderful platformer. Uh, if if you like like old school platformers of that era, like the GameCube era, that is one to go after. I would definitely try it out. 23 years ago, on September 1st, 1998, Cousin Skeeter premiered on Nickelodeon, created by Phil Bowman, Alonzo Brown, and Brian Robbins. Cousin Skeeter featured a puppet of a character of Skeeter, who moves in with his cousin Bobby into the, uh, I believe they're in the city. Uh, I haven't watched the show in so long. It's a show that I, I do want to experience, but I'm, I'm holding back for something specific. But uh, it's a show that ran for three seasons of 52 episodes. Uh, it's a very decent Nickelodeon show. I mean, it's a show that Nickelodeon can get away with, that you can have, you know, a, a comedy aimed at teenagers and still feature a puppet that could still attract young kids to watch it. It's kind of that that perfect middle ground of a comedy sitcom and it even had a crossover episode with Keenan and Kel definitely if you have to watch one thing with cousin Skeeter in it definitely check that episode out I highly recommend it uh, also 23 years ago on September 1st 1998 the wild thornberries premiered on Nickelodeon, yeah, we had a twofer here with uh, the Wild Thornberries and, and Cousin Skeeter. Uh, I believe Cousin Skeeter, if I'm not wrong, I didn't look this up because this just isn't as deep as this show is going to get. Eventually it will as uh, as it grows and grows. I didn't look up which of these episodes uh, aired first, if it was the, the Wild Thornberries or if it was Cousin Skeeter. But I imagine Cousin Skeeter aired after the Wild Thornberries. I'm I'm taking that guess and I hope I'm right there, but that's why I went with cousin, cousin Skeeter first here. Uh, the Wild Thornberries, yet another show from Klasky Chupo. This one created by the most creators of a Klasky Chupo show. You had Arlene Klasky, Gabar Chupo, Steve Pepoon, David Silverman, and Steven Susarsik. I think over time I've gotten those names down so well, if if I'm wrong on any of them, please tell me. I want to get those down perfectly. But uh, this is this is a big show, and honestly, it's it's an appreciated show. But in some ways, it's a really underappreciated show. I think Nickelodeon fans really appreciate the Wild Thornberries. When I say it's underappreciated, I just think overall as an animated show, I think it's underappreciated. You had a show that found a fun way for kids to learn about the world, learn about animals. Um, well, here's the, both things right there. Not just about animals, how they exist, what they like, what they don't like. Maybe you learn about their habitat. You learn about their predators. You learn about how they survive. You you learn about the, the neat little tidbits that animals have, those just pieces of trivia that... You know, if you were went to a zoo, you would be told probably by a, a handler there. Just those those things that you, you would want to learn about animals. And at the same time, they get to go around the world and 
kind of show you what the world is as well and things about different cultures, uh, different, uh, you know, traditions and how, how they celebrate uh, just the, the languages of different places. The, and just it, it's it's a show that has all of that going on. And at the same time, it doesn't beat you over the head with this level of education. Everything I've just said makes this sound like it's a well, it's just you know, maybe just an entertaining, uh, uh, learning show. But like, I think the entertainment part is always front and center and you just happen to kind of soak in the information that is hovering around it. The show revolves around the Thornberry family, uh, a family that traverses the world in their Humvee. Uh, the daughter, Eliza Thornberry, the star of the show, the main character of the show, the focal point has the ability to talk to animals, which comes in handy because her father, Nigel Thornberry, is the host of a worldwide renowned nature show. Uh, his wife, Marianne, is the camera operator and I imagine editor of his nature show. They also have another daughter, Debbie, the older daughter, who is just kind of there for the ride, doesn't want to be there, angsty teen issues and whatnot. And we also have Donnie, a young feral boy who was once picked up by the Thornberries in their travels and has since been adopted. Uh, he doesn't really speak much other than gibberish that is produced by Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nice little tidbit there for you. Uh, we also have Darwin, a chimpanzee, a domesticated chimpanzee who is also Eliza's best friend who speaks in a beautiful accent. Uh, one of my favorite Nicktoon characters, actually. I, I absolutely I love Darwin. I have a real soft spot for Darwin. Um, uh, the, the Thornberries traverse the world filming the nature show for Nigel, Eliza going on adventures with animals. It's an absolutely gorgeous show. Um, it, it, it fully embraces the Klasky Chupo style, but but goes real wild with it, especially when it comes to the animals. And, and I absolutely adore everything it did on television. It ran for five seasons and 91 episodes and even had two feature films, the Wild Thornberries movie, and then, of course, were the uh, co-stars of the Rugrats Go Wild. 30 years ago, on August 31st, 1991, What Would You Do? premiered on Nickelodeon, presented by Mark Summers. The show ran for two seasons and 90 episodes. Another fun game show in Nickelodeon's back catalog. Of course, anything with Mark Summers is, of course, going to be enjoyable. This really did not catch my radar. Uh, 1993 is when it was off the air, and, and I was two or three years old by the time that that was happening. So... Uh, I, I don't remember anything past that. And honestly, a lot of those game shows, once they were off Nickelodeon, they never re-ran those, those things. Uh, I don't think there was ever a time. Like, once once they were done, they were done. And then when they opened up Nickelodeon Gas and had that as a network, hey, they can run all those reruns of Legends of the Hidden Temple and Nick Arcade and whatnot. And I, I believe there's still entertainment to be found with old game shows. I don't think they have to be current for you to sit there and go, Oh, I enjoy this, or no, I don't enjoy this, so definitely give it a shot. 30 years ago, on August 30th, 1991, Hey Dude finished its run on Nickelodeon, created by D. LaDuke. The show ran for five seasons of 65 episodes. And last but certainly not least, 32 years ago, on September 4th, 1989, 
Eureka's Castle premiered on Nickelodeon, a part of Nick Jr. Eureka's Castle was created by Judy Kachk and ran for three seasons at a and ran for three seasons of 142 episodes. Eureka's Castle was a it, it's honestly like what if you took the idea of Sesame Street, took away all the adults, but then added magic to it. Like if you took Harry Potter and Sesame Street and made a a show aimed at that preschool demographic. I mean, am I wrong in thinking that? Maybe I am, but I don't know. I I have fond memories of of Eureka's Castle. Uh, I I dig it. I dig it. it. It is one of once again. It's one of those things I'm saving to to view with you guys. Uh, but it's on Paramount Plus from what I've seen. So it, definitely check it out. Now there is a lot of Eureka's Castle to watch. Uh, it ran for three seasons, 142 episodes, and uh, I forgot to mention this part. And this is what we're going to kind of end on. But the head writer of Eureka's Castle, the preschool show that I have said is like Sesame Street meets the world of Harry Potter. Uh, the, the head writer of this show is R.L. Stein, writer of the Goosebumps series. Uh, Stein has been referred to as the Stephen King of children's literature. The Stephen King of children's literature was the head writer of Eureka's Castle. And uh, like that, when I found that out later in my life, it, it made me so not only it made me look back more fondly on Eureka's Castle, like those memories of seeing it on Nick Jr. Um, it just made me appreciate R.L. Stein so much more because here he is like writing some of the best horror novels I read as a kid scaring me and then at the same time like probably that same morning I wake up being in, like enthralled in this castle and Magellan the dragon and Eureka like that's just bonkers the guy could have had the most opposite effects of me as a child in the same day and I appreciate him for it so uh kudos to R.L. Stein kudos to uh to and that is this week in Nickelodeon history. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the channel. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Follow us on any podcasting service that you may be listening to. Too. And if you feel like supporting me in any way, shape, or form through uh, letting people know about the show, that it exists, buying merch, uh, even throwing your support directly my way, all of that is appreciated. We'll see you here next week. Stay safe, everybody. On the Lord Hut, here we are. Nick. On the Lord Hut, here we are. Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.